Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to Dan's Miscellaneous Ramblings, episode 238. I don't know. I don't really have much of an open. Sorry for kind of skipping out on yesterday's episode. I just... My brain's been a little out. No need to worry about that, though, because we're going to be talking about rubies today. I'm sure you know what a ruby is. If you don't, I mean, I'm about to tell you, so I, I guess that's okay. <laughs> A ruby is a type of gemstone. Of course, the first thing that pops up is ruby programming language, which is not what I'm talking about. It's a pink to blood red colored gemstone, a variety of the mineral corundum. Uh, there's other varieties of gem quality corundum, and that's called sapphire. So ruby and sapphire have the same like chemical composition, pretty much. It just, they have different colors, and I'm not entirely sure what chemically differentiates them, but... Actually, I could real quick look at this. I can I can see the chemical for you. So let's see, sapphires aluminum oxide, well, rubies aluminum oxide with chromium. Okay, so that little extra chromium makes it red, which is pretty cool. Ruby is honestly, it looks for like a wonderful little stone. It's red. I like the color red. Red used to be my favorite color for a while. Uh, my first favorite color was actually green, and. One day when I was about uh, six, I was hanging out with my friend because my friend had a younger brother the same age as my younger sister. So all four of us were hanging out and we were playing with little lightsabers, right? You know, the, the laser swords from Star Wars. And uh, what my friend goes, oh, I want the blue one because his favorite color is blue. And my sister's like, I want the purple one because you know, her favorite color is purple. And I'm like, okay, then I want the green one because my favorite color, that's green. And... His little brother, who looks at me and goes, your favorite color can't be green. My favorite color is green. So I'm like, okay, kid. But, of course, I'm, an, I'm a nice guy. I'm kind and respectful to the younger children. So I'm like, okay, your favorite color can be green. I'll pick the red one. I'll say my favorite color is red. And then red was my favorite color for, like, 12 years. And uh, now, within the last uh, six months, eight months, I've decided that orange is my favorite color. Cause like, I'm like, I like the red. I feel yellow sometimes. What's the red and yellow make? Orange. It's, I, I don't know, very mathematical, but I think it's, a, I, I like a lot of colors, but that's completely beside the point. Um, Ruby is one of the traditional cardinal gems, uh, which are the ones that have been considered precious above all others. Uh, these, there's five traditional cardinal gems. Rubies, sapphires, emeralds, diamonds, and amethyst. Um, which amethyst is no longer considered rare and precious because there's huge deposits in Brazil. But, you know, that's beside the point. Um, it was largely, their value was largely determined by ceremonial or religious use and rarity. And now people don't use the term cardinal gem, so, uh, but, hey, it's still cool. Um... The weird word ruby comes from ruber, which is Latin for red, the, which is very creative naming on their part. The color of a ruby is due to the element chromium, as I just said. Wow, they actually just said it in the article. I didn't have to do all that uh, research looking at the formula myself. I've, I'm not being optimal. This is how am I going to go into engineering? Some gemstones are popularly or historically called rubies, like the Black Princess ruby in the Imperial. Uh, in the British Imperial State Crown, are actually spinels. They were also once known as Balas rubies, which spinels are also beautiful gems, but they're not rubies. The quality of a ruby is determined by its color, cut, and clarity, along with the carat weight. Um, 
So all that affects its value. The brightest and most valuable shade of red, called blood red or pigeon blood, commands a large premium over other rubies of similar quality. After color follows clarity, similar to diamonds. A clear stone will cost more. And a ruby without any needle-like rutile inclusions, as they're called, which is... Uh, rutile is a mineral composed of titanium dioxide. Uh, oh, rutile inclusions are uh, the little... I don't know if you've ever seen, say, quartz. Quartz is a really easy stone to see it in because it's entirely clear. Well, not clear, but it's like a slightly foggy white, but mostly colorless. Um, the rutile inclusions are big, like, fiber-like uh, little... Uh, is it metal? A titanium oxide? It's not exactly, but still. Here, I'll actually just copy the image and then throw it in the Discord, which you can join through the link in the description. Um, of this episode. And also you can find it on my website, you know, cause I've got a podcast website and I also have a podcast Twitter and, but anyway, that's beside the point. You know that you're listening to dance miscellaneous ramblings. You can find all this stuff pretty easily. I believe in you. I have faith. Um, so, so Rutel inclusions actually, or so a Ruby without Rutel inclusions may indicate the stone has been treated. So sometimes those Rutel inclusions are uh, preferred. So have you ever been he- listening to a guitar song? And uh, this is relevant, I swear. And you hear like the squeak of the guitar as like fingers run up and down the strings. And I, first of all, I absolutely love that sound. That's one of my favorite sounds in the world, the guitar squeak. Um, but <laughs> uh, the, you, one of the reasons that's in there is because that's something that actually happens and it helps show that the guitar work is real. So it's that sort of thing. Like if, if it doesn't have that, it is a good sign that, Hey, maybe this is the gemstone version of auto tune. Anyway, Ruby is the traditional birthstone for July, which is also the month my mom was born. And it's usually pinker than garnet. Um, although, some rhodolite garnets have a similar pinkish hue to most rubies. The world's most valuable ruby to be sold at auction, an auction is the Sunrise Ruby. The Sunrise Ruby is the world's most expensive ruby, as I just said, and it's also the most expensive colored gemstone, and the most expensive gemstone other than a diamond. It was mined in Myanmar, and its current name is derived from a poem of the same name, uh, by the 13th century Sufi poet Rum, uh, Rumi. It's a 25.59 carat Burmese pigeon blood ruby, uh, and it is set between heptagonal diamonds weighing 2.47 carats and 270 carats. Not 270, 2.7 carats. Jeez. Not not 270 carats. That's insane. It's considered the rarest of all gemstones. It's a unique treasure of nature, according to the Swiss Gemological Institute. It looks pretty nice. I assume it looks really, it looks the best in person, I'm assuming. Because the picture, I mean, it looks pretty, I can tell, but I think I think you need to be there in person. It sold for, uh, the bidding started at $11.8 million, and it eventually sold for eight, uh, let's see, I'm trying, it sold for $30.42 million to an anonymous buyer, so... I have no idea where it is now. Oh, that's kind of neat. Let's go back to where we were. Did you, have you ever heard the story of the largest ruby in the world? 
Because if not, I totally want to tell this. Um, largest ruby in the world. Um, I'm looking for... Uh, no, this... I'm trying to find... There's a absolutely massive... Hold on, let me find it. Let me find it. One sec. One sec. Ruby... It might not have been Ruby, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, the Ruby Custard? I'm trying I'm trying to find the actual story behind it. Um, there is a... What's a the card from the world's largest ruby and weighing at 30,090 carats. Um, the Ruby Custard is a an art piece that was made by a guy named Mark Mothersbug. Mark Mothersbach? Something like that. And basically, he stumbled upon this colossal ruby hanging out with a gemologist friend who had the story about a gem mine where someone was in a hur such a hurry to get rid of a bunch of stuff, he happened to be at the right place in the right time and bought it for a very low price. The two discussed how the types of people that would usually bar buy these absurdly large gems have often acquired their money by rather sinister means. Drug cartels, oil executives, mobsters. And he decided that he'd like to carve the ruby, um, knowing this. Specifically, it's mounted on a highly polished bronze base to look like an ice cream cone. And it looks it does look like an ice cream cone, but he wanted to carve it into the shape of a turd. So that whoever owns the world's largest ruby has to buy a turd to get it. It's disguised as a scoop of ice cream, according to him. Um, the highly polished bronze cone. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. And... Of course, the word turd is in the name Custurd. That is according to the artist himself. And I don't know where it is now. Right now, I believe it's at an art museum, I think. Uh, I'm trying to find... Currently in view at the Grey Art Gallery in Mark Mothersbach, Myopia. I don't know where that is, but... Yeah, that's where... I don't know if that's the world's largest ruby... It, it's apparent. It's according to this card from the world's largest ruby. Um. So, yeah, that's that's a fun story. I thought. Um, I like rubies. Rubies have a hardness of nine point oh on the Mohs scale of mineral hardness. Uh, for reference, it goes up to ten. Uh, and I believe our fingernail is like a two. Yeah, I think so. Hunt fingernail Mohs scale. A fingernail is a hardness of 2.5. A copper penny about 3.5. A knife blade is about 5.5. Window glass is about 5.5. And a steel file is like 6.5. Diamond is a 10. Whereas a corundum, like ruby and sapphire, is a 9. And so you don't, you're not going to break these off with your finger. You might, you're going to break your fingernail on it. Uh, unglazed porcelain has hardness approximately 7.0. So there's a whole bunch of also intermediate hardnesses. So like fingernails are 2.5. Uh, I don't know. Platinum's a 3.5. That's fun. I never titan titanium's a six. Okay. So basically, the higher the number, the harder the object. And oh, let's see. The only natural gems that are higher than ruby 
are moissanite or moissanite, which is between nine and ten, and diamond, which is a ten. Um, sapphire, ruby, and pure corundum are alpha alumina, which is the most stable form of aluminum oxide, in which three electrons leave for each aluminum ion to join the regular octahedral group of six nearby oxygen ions. In pure corundum, this leaves all the aluminum ions with a very stable configuration with no unpaired electrons or unfilled energy levels, and the crystal is perfectly colorless. But when a chromium iodine comes in, it, loses, it too loses three electrons, and there are some more orbitals, the ions are larger, it distorts the octahedral arrangement, and it causes the uh, some different absorption in the ultraviolet, violet, and yellow-green regions of the spectrum, which makes it appear red. Uh, if Well, at least, if 1% of the aluminum ions are replaced by the chromium, then uh, it results in red. Uh, I don't know what actually causes the blue in, like, sapphires, or the other colors of sapphires. <laughs> Did you just show up to a show that's really commercial? Yeah, this is basically a commercial. It's a commercial I'm selling... Uh, really, this podcast. Please listen to my podcast. It's important. And by important, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I just sit here for 15 minutes a day, dude. And I just talk. Except I kind of missed yesterday because I'm bad at podcasting. <laughs> um, no, rubies are... There's a whole bunch of other things on this Wikipedia article that I don't feel like reading on rubies, but... Safe to say they're one of my favorite gemstones. They look absolutely beautiful. I don't have anything made of ruby on me right now, partially because I'm at college and I don't want to bring expensive gemstones to college, partially because I am not rich enough to have expensive gemstones. So, like, I got something made of amethyst here, actually, but amethyst is much more common. So, eh, as the kids like to say. I want to see if there's ruby jokes, because I want to hit the uh, self-proclaimed comedy button. Uh, I don't want to go on Pinterest. Okay, let's go somewhere. Pungenerator. No. Okay, that's bad. 18 plus best Ruby jokes from upjoke.com. This will do. Okay. I'm looking for anything that looks like a, a good... Oh, no, not that one. Okay. I know... All right, a gem joke that rocks. Okay. So a diamond walks up to Ruby and says, Hey, Ruby, did you hear them get embedded into a statue next Tuesday? And Ruby goes, But we're going fishing on Tuesday. You sure you can't change the date? And uh, diamond just goes, huh, Sorry, Ruby. It's set in stone. God, I hate this. This is... I don't... Why am I doing this? Okay. Well, it's... We've already passed 15 minutes, so it's time for the song that's been in my mind all episode, because that's the one stable segment I do on the show. And today's song that's been in my mind all episode has got to be Safe and Sound by Capital Cities, because it's impossible to be sad to that song. Like, I was just feeling sad, and then I put on Safe and Sound by Capital Cities, and suddenly I'm bopping, and I felt okay enough to podcast. So I swear, that song is like magic. I don't, I don't understand how they do it. But anyway... That's going to about do it for this episode. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will catch you all next time. Goodbye!